I'll read from the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19. Let me call your attention to it from verse 9 to 18. Then I will pray. And I will say a few things by way of encouragement to God's people in this assembly. 1 Kings, chapter 19, from verse 9. Then he came, he, him who, Elijah. There, Elijah came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenants, thrown down your orders, and killed your prophet with the sword. And I, even I only, am left and they seek my life to take it away. The Lord said to him, Go, return to your way, or return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, shall anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, he shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, you shall anoint to be a prophet in your place. The one who escaped from the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death. And the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to bow, and every mouth that has not kissed him. There's 18 again. I, in my own personal opinion, I think the translation there should be I have left 7,000 in Israel. I understand why ears will render, yet I will. A kind of meaning something that God will do. But other translations like King James, NIV, does have a different rendering. Doesn't really matter. Just, just a point of uh, 
of theology. Uh, and just to make this point clear, turn to Romans 11. Romans 11, I ask then, has God rejected his people? By no means, for I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not rejected his people from whom he foreknew. Do you not know what the scriptures say of Elijah? How he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have demolished your altars. And I alone am left and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to bow. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. For it is by grace, for if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works, otherwise grace will no longer be grace. Let us pray. Holy Father, let your word bless our soul. May it not bring us to judgment. In Jesus' name. Amen. The minority path. I want to just say up front, what I want to say tonight is just this. That the church, God's people, in all times and ages, are always and will always be in the minority. Let me repeat that. God's people are not always in the majority when it talk in terms of numbers. Evil people, carnal people, unregenerate people are always more in numbers. Healthy churches, always in the minority. Forced churches, always in the majority. And the point I want to stress tonight is to encourage you Christians. Sometimes you say, well, why are we few? Why is our church very few? Why are faithful men very few? Why are faithful women very few? Why are we not having everybody in Kano come to Christ? If God is so powerful, why is he not moving in a remarkable and powerful way in our times? I mean, it's not a bad thing to hope and to desire that God move in a remarkable way, bring revival to the land and seeing thousands come to faith. How we wish that one day, yesterday we went to Gadamawa, 30,000 would just appear from nowhere and lift up their hands and bow their knees to Christ. We wish. But the fact is that God's people, faithful people, are always in the minority. Just put that here so that you won't kill yourself or get discouraged. And the second thing is that the purpose for this is to help you to love Jesus regardless of circumstances. See, there's this familiar chorus or chorus that we used to sing that I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. 
no turning back. And there's a line that said, though no one joins me, still I will follow. No turning back, no turning back. It means that if, if myself, God forbid, me, Ace, Samson, all of us come together and say, we're not going to be Christian anymore, no more church anymore, and you are left alone. If you are the only person left in this city of Abuja, you can still love Jesus. You don't need the congregation to love Jesus. Your encounter with Christ was on a personal basis, isn't it? God encountered you as a person to the extent that even if your wife, even if your children choose not to follow Christ today, you should love Christ. Our earthly circumstances should not draw us away from Christ. If we are the only one left alone, we will serve Christ. I say this because we are humans, and there's what I call the majority complex, isn't it? I mean, people want to be on the side of the majority. How many of you want to be on the side on the of, on, on the uh, uh, losing side, like, 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 like Asna? I mean, I've been supporting Asna for the past eighteen years. I said. People pity me. Say, why? What, you are still alive. <laughs> If, if, I, if I can support us now and super ego, then I have a heart. I really, I, really, I really have a heart. I'm a strong man. You should give it to us. You should give it to us. We are the stronger people. To support super egos and support us now means your heart is dead. You, you don't have emotions anymore like that. I mean, who don't want to be on the winning side? Who don't want to be on the winning side? Majority. The side of the majority. And do you know the popular saying, majority carry uh, <laughs> the vote? We are in democracy. I want to encourage you that even if you are the one left saying the truth, hold on to it. Recently, just this past week, uh, there was a major issue in, in America. The Supreme Court of America just turned uh, uh, their own judgment that they passed around 1973. Where were you guys in 1973? In 1973, nobody in this house exists. Just to comfort your heart that you are still young, eh? 1973. And the, the legislation was that women have right over their bodies. That it is it is their right, it is their human, it's their fundamental right. That the way men, I mean, because of children, our least the way men can be unpregnant, women can also choose to be unpregnant. Means they're talking about abortion. Meaning you can abort. Uh, and then by 1992, they remove even all restrictions that you can even abort to full term. That if today is the day of delivery and you're in labor, and somehow you feel that you don't want to carry that baby anymore, you can kill the baby. And you are guaranteed under the law that the government money should be used to fund that activity, not even your own private pocket. It's part of, they call it health care. That abortion also is, is called, they call it health care and it's fundamental human right. Now, it, if, if, if this debate, the shocking thing is that those who are the, both for and against, it will surprise you that it is not only Christians versus non-Christians that are into this debate. Within the church like this, 
we can divide this church into two. And there are Bible carrying, hymn singing, tongue speaking believers who believe that the Supreme Court judges erred by reversing that piece of judgment. And there are a lot of clever writings now to support. I, I mentioned this to say, a day will come when you have to be the lone voice that will say homosexuality is wrong. And other pastors will be writing you letters and say, bro, why are you so difficult? A day will come when you will stand alone. Some of you are beginning to feel that already. If you go to your, blue t- uh, your, your, your YouTube channels and then you go to your Facebook wall, some of the things you post there, people are attacking you. A day will come, you have to walk alone. You have to walk alone, of course. The Lord is always with you. You will never walk alone. The story before us tonight is the story of Israel, the covenant people of God. In this time of their life, there was a king on the throne called Ahab. If you look at verse chapter 21 of 1 of Kings, verse 25, the Bible said there was no king. There was no king in Israel. Let me read it. There was none who sold himself to do what was evil in the sight of the Lord, Ahab, whom Jezebel, his wife, incited. Israel's wickedness have come to his peak. Ahab, Ahab, and his wife, Zizabel. Zizabel was the daughter of, is he a, is he a Canaanite king? Uh, yeah. Sidon yeah. or Canaan? Okay. Which of They are the same. They were given to idolatry. They worship Baal and Asherah. So, this is one of the most low points in the history of Israel. And God raised Elijah to be his voice, a lone voice. At this point, we saw Elijah alone crying. He only him. There was no supporting, there were no boys that carried his uh, kettle to follow him around. He was alone. He was alone. Israel were comfortable with the status quo. Status quo was that there was Ahab built an altar for Baal within the presence of the temple so that you can come to worship God at the same time you are worshiping idols simultaneously. You can have Jehovah on one hand and have devil on the other hand. And Elijah was alone. From the first day of his prophetic ministry to this point, he was a lone voice. At Mount Carmel, he was alone. And he, he got fed up. And the reason why he got fed up was that a big miracle had just happened on Mount Carmel. And God came down in fire, in judgment. 400 prophets of Baal was killed. And, as it was, and God brought down rain because there was drought for three years. And as Elijah was settling down to, to even eat, Jezebel sent a message sent a message to him that if by this time tomorrow, he said, may God, say may the gods do to me 
and much, much worse if by this time tomorrow, your head is still sitting on your neck. You know what that means is that by this time tomorrow, hmm, and she is a queen. He is the first date. The man of God picked race and ran and even fainted. God refreshed him by food from the raven. Yeah, no, from, yes, that's no, from the raven. There was, a, there was some food that the angels brought for him to eat along the way. And at this point, we find him on the mountain of God. Some scholars even say this mountain, that is where. No, he was in a cave. So maybe that's the cave that Moses, that God hid Moses, where his presence passed, and he saw the back of God. No, that Eli, who was it that Elijah was in the morning? But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And he, Elijah was hiding in the cave, and there was a voice and said, uh, "Somebody help Joy. Joy is in the spirit eh, on our behalf." Uh, and the voice said, "Elijah, what are you doing here?" And then the guy, you know, ah, he saw I'm going all over again. I'm, uh, God, I've been, I've been jealous for you. I've been working for you. I alone. I alone. And they want to kill me. It's okay. I uh, go to the mountain and, and stood before the Lord. He went. And then the voice asked him again, Elijah, what are you doing here? And then he repeated himself. I'm all by myself. No support for me. No council of prophets supporting me. I'm all by myself. myself. Only God knows what other prophets are saying about Elijah. Uh, he, 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 is he the only one? Instead of praying for the peace of this country, eh? uh, he's, he's prophesying that there should be no uh, 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 rain. And three years of no rain makes Elijah number one enemy of the state. But remember when Ahab found him, what did he say? He said, the troubler of Israel. Number one, it's like you are looking for Osama Bin Laden. They were looking for him. The guy was tired. And he was alone. The Lord told him what to do, to go and anoint Hazel to be the king of Syria, and then Jehu to be the king of Israel, and to anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, to be prophet in instead. And then, and the Lord now added this line. That's where my thought is going to say. I have left for myself. Verse 13. Yet, I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that I have not bowed to bow, and every mouth that I have not kissed him. And that is what I'm talking about tonight. The first thing I want us to learn, brothers and sisters, is that God always has a remnant according to election of grace. And I think Romans 11 does that. God always has remnants. If not, it will look like God is not a good businessman, isn't it? God created the whole heaven and earth. And then he has, he has prepared heaven and no one is going to enter into it because everybody is bad. No. God will always have his own people. Always have remnants. And this remnant is not by those people's choice. It is God choosing them. Look at the language. I will. Or King James said, 
I live for myself. 7,000 in Israel. It is God that chose these people according to electing grace. So the reason why these 7,000, this Elijah, this lone voice exists is that God will always live for himself a witness. Always live for himself a remnant. Always God will live for himself a remnant. And it's by grace. It is not because these people have calculated everything. They choose Jehovah over Baal. Of course, it is their human actions. But behind their human actions is God who has chosen them before the foundation of the world to be his, to be his worshippers. So Elijah and his 7,000 are God's elect in the days of Ahab. Elijah thought that he was the only one, but there were more 7,000, more people that God left for himself. And I'm sure Elijah was not aware of them at all. Secondly, even as we talk about 7,000, that 7,000 is always a remnant, isn't it? How many people are in Israel? At this point, the population of Israel should be more than 2, 3, 4, 5 million. So 7,000, even if the population of Israel is 1 million, 7,000 compared to 1 million, it is, it's, it's a small thing, isn't it? Come on, 7,000. 7,000. 7,000 in a country of 5 million is just but a fraction. It's too small. But that's how God operates. When God came and uh, began to effect the plan of salvation, he called Abraham, isn't it? How many was, how many? Abraham, one person with, with Sarah. And for many, many years, about 25 years, he gave him Isaac. And then Isaac threw him 12, 12 children, uh, two children. And then one was bad, one good. And then from Jacob, 12. When they came to Egypt, they were, 70, they were just 70-something people. When they left Egypt, they were maybe half a million population. God's people, always in the minority. Those whom his covenant and law and status came to were a minority. You look at the map of Israel. The map of Israel is not maybe the, the state that you can, the state in Nigeria that you could say is as big as Israel, maybe, maybe Bielsa. The entire Israel as a country, even today, is not as much as Bielsa state. That's how God wants it. So don't be mean. And that is the reality of our sinfulness. We are so fallen that outside the grace of God choosing men, no one will choose God. How come that these people were comfortable with bad or bad? How comes that these people, custodians of the oracles of God, could be comfortable with other gods? That's how fallen we were. You know what we were reading in the morning? God told them, 
repeatedly in, in the book of Deuteronomy, where we were in the morning, that a day will come that they will, be, they will eat and they will become fat. And what would, what would they do? They will not say, oh God, thank you. We are eating and we are fat. Oh, let's worship you more. Eh? No. For the only reason why they will not worship God is that God is giving them food. The only time Israel will call God is when they are hungry. When there is no rain, when there is drought, then they will remember Jehovah, isn't it? Once they are comfortable, their comfort is, I mean, that's how sinful we are. There are some of you here today that if 10 million land in your account now, church become like, you'll be picking, your, you'll be picking with, pick, with toothpick in one hand. You'll be talking about church. Say, Pastor, what can we do for you now? Is there anything, you know, the Lord has raised, he said, by grace. Even that's those who are still saved. You know, by the grace of God, God has raised some of us as financial apostles. To, to, to support you. You know, Pastor, you know, I don't have time. To, you know, tomorrow I'm, I'm, I'm going to Qatar to meet with the, with the Emir of Brunei, and then from there I'm, I'm off to Sri Lanka. Uh, <laughs> so, is, is, is there anything? And some pastors who don't have brain, you know, they'll say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, there's, there's this funny movie, this one of these kids that I've seen on Facebook before. I think it should be Bovi. Bovi and, uh, I don't know. There's this false prophet that, that caricature something on the Facebook. And he was giving Bovi some prophecy. And Bovi began to drop dollars on his head. Later, the guy said, you, you lay hands on me. I mean, come on, lay hands on me. Yeah, that kind of thing. The only reason why some of you, some of us are still humble is that God has kept us humble. In and of ourselves, trying to quote Elijah, in and of ourselves, we are not humble people. We are terrible. Outside the elective grace of God, we won't worship God. We will go our way. Even if we are born in church, and the grounded Bible into our pop, and we announce by liquefied Bible, we will go our way. 7,000. 7,000. Hmm. How many Christians do you think we have in Nigeria? I'm talking of genuine Christians. Someone said, on fire. Now, let me just tell you. I will not be surprised if actual Christian in this country is one five. And that should not surprise you. Now, what of that are reformed? <laughs> Labor doesn't confer regeneration. So do you think because you sing only hymns, you are not a believer? Faithful followers of God are always few. 7,000. 7,000. One, 7,000. 7, in the entire country. North and south. 7,000. In the third place. Mm. 
the faithful followers of Christ or of God are always hidden. And Matthew Henry said that the visible church is scarcely visible. We are visible church, but the real church hardly is visible. Where has God kept the 7,000 that Elijah, Elijah the prophet, didn't know? I mean, I, I, I thought God was working with Elijah as his man. Can you imagine me now? I'm the representative of U.S. in this Nigeria, and I don't even know that something is going on like this under my own uh, authority. Yes. God has kept, always kept his own people hidden. Hidden from this world. God, they are his precious properties. Believers are like are like gold hidden. We are, believers are treasures of God. And that's why the Bible says if one person repents, heaven rejoices. Believers are like precious, like crude oil. Fuel now in our own context. Eh? If, yes, yesterday I have a keg of fuel in my car. The way I feel, I feel so secured that I have a keg of fuel in my car. So believers are like precious. So God hid them. So as the devil is running around, running around, destroying things and corrupting people, God, God, God has kept them. God has kept them from false teaching. And God knows where they are. And that leads to my fourth point and my last point that the Lord knows those who are His. God knows that He knows where they are. All this thing is to encourage you. Only God, that's those seven thousand. God didn't tell Elijah that seven thousand actually go to go to the south. I kept them in there. Ejiro's house. No. He said, I have 7,000 for myself in this Israel. Those people, they've never bowed down their knees to bow, and they've never kissed him. And then he gave me one sample. He said, on your going, the same way Elijah passed, he said, use that way and go back. You'll find Elisha. <laughs> Anoint him to be the prophet in your stead. And in Elisha, we even found a more faithful prophet than Elijah. Preserved by God. A normal farmer was plowing, plowing in his father's farm. Or in his, I think his own farm, plowing with 12 oxen. Uh, and then Elijah was just passing by and throw a coat on him. The, the guy catch fire. I was following Elijah to the day he was taken up to glory. The Lord knows his people. I bring this by the way of encouragement, eh? it is a good thing to aspire that one day this country, Nigeria, become a Christian state. Well, I don't even believe there should be a Christian state. But it, it, it's going to be a good thing that we now have the Bible as our constitution. So and I can excommunicate ministers for corruption. So we meet in the cabinet. You know, there was time in England when all the cabinet members were bishops, isn't it? So people like me now, I mean, all of us are in uh, Asura, we're taking it over. 
and then we are dispensing the law of God. That would be a, an Eldorado, isn't it? But brothers and sisters, no, no. You can't point, even the age, the golden age of the church, where a country like England or the Holy Roman Empire were having 98% people going to church. It was actually a sure of mixed multitude, isn't it? The real, real believers, the moment the tire meets the road, we now have 2% going to church in those areas. Believers are always in the minority. You could be one of those in the minority. Don't be afraid. Your entire family may not be agreeing with you. Don't be afraid. As long as you are on the side of the Lord, you are in the majority. In the majority. Don't, it is, it is okay to be concerned that we should have more reformed churches in the city, have more biblical churches. We should fight and, and, and give money for that. But let me encourage us that in this city, there are people that are faithfully following Christ that you and I have not met yet. If you think that we here are the only genuine Christians in this town, we are, we are just mad. There are people that are not following bad prophets and they are biblical and they are born again following Christ. They may not know Calvin Institutes. They may not know, they may not have read any biographies. Some of them are not even English speakers but they are following Jesus. We should have that at the back of our mind. It will help us in our prayers and in our evangelism. It will help us to rejoice. There's no need to have despondency. Oh, no, we are few. Oh, God is, you know, God is losing. Let's work hard. Let's make Jesus win. We cannot make Jesus win. He has won. All the elect will make it to heaven. One will not be left behind. Forget about that movie called Left uh, <laughs> Behind. All the legs of God's church will be in heaven in the final analysis. How God would do it, we don't know. But he has commissioned us to preach the gospel and that he will use that instrument to save the elect. Keep preaching, keep working the elect to be gathered home. Heaven will be full of surprises. Eh? In heaven, those who you think will be in heaven might not be there. And those who you think will never come close to the gate of heaven will be there. Sometimes, there are some bad guys out there that you think will never go to heaven. But you don't even know when they will repent and, and, and get saved. They won't tell you when they repent. So focus on your own self. And make sure you are loving Jesus and you are following him, regardless of people. Don't say it all, because this family are no longer doing it. Okay, let's follow the crowd. You can't follow the crowd. That was the issue with Israel. Bear worship became very popular. And many people were carried along in, in that euphoria. And those who worship God became very few and few and few. And the argument was that, come on, well, of, of course, Israel did not deny God completely. What they were saying was that, yeah, God is in heaven, we know that, but I mean, we are, we are, we are evolving. We are evolving. Let's just add this and add that and add that. You'll be fine. 
Now, why are you quarreling over religion? And some of you have heard that people say religion is the problem of this country. And when they are mentioning that, they are, it, it is Christianity they are pointing, it is, they, they, they are so short of saying that Christianity is the problem of this country. And from US to Europe, they see Christianity as a plague that must be exercised. And increasingly, it will be so unpopular for you to stand out for Christ. To be alone for Christ. To stand alone. And hold on the flag for Christ. I encourage you today that even if you are the only Christian in this country, it is okay. God always has a remnant. A remnant for himself. And they are always in the minority. But guess what? All those small, small remnants in all generations, 7,000 here, 3,000 there. In the last day, when we gather in heaven and they come together, the book of Revelation tells us that he saw multitudes that could not be numbered from all walks of life with palm branches waving in heaven. Because today's minority in the final analysis will become the majority. Heaven will not be empty. Heaven will not be empty. Heaven will be filled up with God's elect. Guys, preach the gospel. Take care of yourself and watch God do his bidding on the earth. And don't allow anybody to make you think that since you are in the minority, Therefore, God is not with you. It is popular in, the, in our country now that if a pastor is having, if I have like four cars now, amen, and I have plenty houses now, what will you say? God is with me, isn't it? The other pastor that is trekking, what will you say? God is not with him. No, it's not true. Some people say, ah, look at his church, 100,000 people gathering. God surely must be there. And then you find another faithful pastor that can gather only five people every Sunday. What will you say? Ah, nah. If God is there. But Christ is so clear that the way that leads to life is narrow and few the be that found it. It's not by, it's not by crowd. If it is by crowd, it's not by crowd. It is by the faithfulness and commitment to the living word of God. Of course, if God blesses us with Christ tomorrow, praise God. I mean, I'll be afraid. If 1,000 turn up, it means I'm maybe, maybe I'm Maybe I'm saying something that is not to piercing people. People should be offended every Sunday because of their sinfulness. It would be a great thing to have people turn up to church, for church, but we should not think that popularity means endorsement. God has endorsed this ministry because it's so popular. <clears throat> they have branches all over the place. Therefore, no. It has always, it never, it was never like that, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Never. Holiness, righteousness, right standing in God is never measured by material things, not by population, not by activities. It is that even as we come to this church, God is watching all of us. He knows those who are his. Don't be fooled to think that all of us have belonged to Christ. 
Some of us here are children of devil. Some of us here, maybe two or three persons here, are God's children elect. And he has left them here. As the light of his testimony. The minority path. We are always in the minority, so don't be afraid. If persecution comes, if they stop us from worshipping God, it is okay. We are ready for it. We are ready for it. The Lord bless your heart in Jesus' name. Thank you.